Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show for teachers who desire to change lives without self-sacrifice. Let's dig deep together into the skill set, mindset, and best practices you and your students need to thrive in today's schools. Now your host, Marie Cooney. Welcome, Compassionate Educators. I am so honored to have you here today on the Compassionate Educators Show and truly value your commitment and your dedication to your profession and to your students. Before we begin today's episode, I would like to invite you into our new workshop coming up Monday, May 18th. The Emotional Fitness for Compassionate Educators Workshop is going to be filled with strategies and resources and tips for how to help your students be able to cope with big emotions, to be more successful in managing their behaviors, their emotions, and really give them some resilience as we wrap up the school year and really help you get prepared for whatever comes our way in the fall, whether schools reopen and we see our students in person again, or we have some other version of education, I really want to help you get prepared as much as possible to bring in as much social-emotional learning into the classroom as easily and effortlessly as possible, and to be really prepared for trauma-informed education and helping students cope with anxiety and other stressors. So if you have not yet registered for the Emotional Fitness Workshop, I highly recommend that you go to www.compassionateeducators.com backslash workshop. It's super easy to register. Just drop in your name and email and then head on over to make sure you are in the Compassionate Educators Facebook group. The workshop will be held all week long within the group, and so you can access it from anywhere at any time. If you can join us live, even better, we will be going live every day of the week at 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern Time. You can always touch the replays if needed, though. All right, so let's begin today's show. Today, we are going to be talking about what it is that students are thinking and feeling and their perception of what is happening right now. It's really interesting because I've been hearing a lot about what political leadership wants for teachers and for students. And there's conversation about what administrators, school administrators foresee happening. And there's been a lot of conversation about making sure that we include teachers within these conversations. And absolutely, we need to include teachers in these conversations because you, dear teacher, are at the forefront, whether it's distance learning or in class, you are always right there present with your students and you have so much value and wisdom and knowledge that needs to be a part of those conversations. That is absolutely, without a doubt, one of the most essential pieces in figuring out how to proceed with our next steps. It's also really critical that we have parent input as well, because as we know, parents have been involved even more so in their child's education in a new way. 
and they're really seeing some of the struggles and strengths that their children are experiencing. So really bringing in our parents as much as possible to those conversations. But sometimes there is a group that is left out. And this group often is left out of a lot of conversations regarding education, regarding decision-making. And this group matters more than anyone. Our students. Our students are left out of just about every conversation that is held about what their own best interests are. This is an opportunity for us to really reach out and find out what the students are feeling and thinking, what their concerns are, what they are needing more of, what they are missing, and what they are not missing. Because oftentimes we speak about trauma-informed education and we think about students who have had trauma history. We think about students who maybe have experienced abuse and neglect at home or with a caregiver. But we often don't talk about our students who actually are experiencing trauma within our very schools, within our classrooms. There is a significant number of students who have extreme anxiety when going to school. There are struggles with peers, struggles with adults in the school, and unfortunately some schools do not have the safest learning environments either. So with that said, I want us to really not only consider what we think schools should look like when they reopen, but let's listen to our students. Let's listen to our children. What are their concerns? And also, what are they looking forward to the most? So I reached out and I asked parents to have a conversation with their children about what their biggest concern is upon returning to school and also what they are most looking forward to. So I want to share some of that with you, and I urge you to continue the conversation with your own students or with your own children. When we ask our students these questions, it empowers them. They feel seen and heard and valued, like their voice really truly does matter. And even if what they say doesn't impact the bigger decisions that are happening with leadership, it still gives them a sense of greater control over a situation in which they have no control over right now. So I highly do recommend asking your students, asking your children what they would like to see happen when schools reopen. What are their greatest hopes? And also, what are their greatest fears as well? So I would like to share with you a few things that I've learned and discovered. One of my colleagues had stated that an eighth grader was concerned that teachers would be on edge. And he implied that when teachers are on edge, they're short-tempered and impatient. And this particular student also has disabilities and has experienced teachers who are not always kind to him. And so he's really concerned about what this may look like. One of my goals in Compassionate Educators is to help teachers expand their self-compassion, their self-care, and also examine if they might be experiencing burnout or compassion fatigue or secondary trauma. Because as we know, when we aren't taking care of ourselves, it does impact our students. And for 
an eighth grade student to recognize that when teachers are feeling stressed out that it can have a greater impact on the classroom. That is a huge, huge red flag for us to recognize our own humanness and to get the support that we need so that we can go into the classroom again, however that looks like, feeling empowered, feeling secure in our role, having the confidence to do what is necessary to be the best classroom leaders that we can be. So this is just a reminder to make sure that during this time before schools do reopen, that you are taking care of your own basic needs, that you are building your support team and your network, and that if there are ongoing stresses that you can acknowledge and bring awareness to them. Because when we bring that awareness, when we shed light on a problem, we can start to see solutions. And when we have support, when we have a community surrounding us, building us up, then it not only makes a positive impact in our own lives, but it also helps our students as well. So it really creates a ripple effect. So that is one student's perspective. But remember, one student's perspective speaks for hundreds, thousands of others. So we'll discuss a couple more concerns that a few students have, and then we'll talk about what they are hoping for and what they are missing out on right now. Milo, who is seven years old, said that one of his concerns is that some kids are going to say that they don't have to wash their hands anymore, that they don't have to really take that personal hygiene as seriously, because if they're back in school, it won't be as significant. He says that they're not going to think it's as major to cough in your face. And he also said that not many people are going to want to be your friend because they might think that you have the coronavirus. So this is a pattern that I've seen with many students who are concerned that others are going to be excluded. I've heard some concern from educators that there's going to be an increase in bullying. There could be a lot of continued social distancing that the students are creating themselves because they have those fears. And then there's going to be other students who, on the other end of the spectrum, might think it's a joke or they might not they might not take those social cues very seriously and it can create some conflict between students. And another student who is eleven years old expressed a similar concern, saying, I don't want to go back and get corona and give it to someone like grandma and then feel really bad if something happened to her or someone else's family members. So again, there's a lot of concern about how to respond. And I say that as adults, as educators, as parents, that we have those conversations with our students before schools reopen, that we discuss how we're going to continue our good hygiene that we have learned even better during these times, but we are also going to be kind and compassionate to others. We're not going to live in fear, but we are going to make sure that we are doing things that are healthy and also kind and not judging others, not excluding others. And so having those conversations beforehand can really make a big difference when we do reopen. So let's get to what students are most looking forward to. 
The number one priority that came up for the students in returning to school is going back to see their friends, who are just missing that social connection tremendously, and they just want things to be back to normal on the playground. They just want that opportunity to interact with their teacher and to learn in person. It's been a struggle. It's been a huge struggle for many, many teachers. It's also been a struggle for the students as well. And many students are missing that daily interaction. And I know that many of you are missing your students as well. So while this is just a brief summary of what some students are experiencing and thinking and feeling, I do hope that you have conversations with your students, with your children, and discover what it is that they are concerned about and also find out what they are most excited about. It can also lead to greater conversations in which children can start to express what they would like to see different, what hasn't been working before what they would like to change. So when we do ask students these questions, it truly does give them a greater sense of empowerment and allows them to feel seen and heard and valued. And we want all of our students to feel that way. So before I sign off today, I want to thank everybody who has gone onto iTunes, which is now Apple Podcasts, and left a review and a rating. It means so much because... Through those ratings and reviews, more educators, more teachers just like you can find these episodes and gain some value. So if you felt that this was helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review for the Compassionate Educators Show. And I would like to read one of our recent comments from Tisa, who says, As professionals, sometimes we need these check-ins for ourselves but also want something motivational so we don't get stuck where we are because of how we feel. Marie's podcast offers authentic, fun, and creative check-ins for educators. She challenges you to think, write, and change if needed so we are our best selves to us first. Highly recommended if you want sustainability in your daily profession. Download today. So thank you so much, Tisa, for that. And I am happy to read your comments as well on our episode. So again, go to Apple Podcasts and leave leave a rating and review, and it helps others to find the show as well. All right. So I hope to see you next time in the Emotional Fitness Workshop so that you can be prepared for whatever comes our way. Again, that's www.compassionateducators.com backslash workshop. Have a wonderful day.